podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. In a week where Cameron Bancroft's Domestic Player of the Year award had selectors saying, see, we told you this was where he belonged, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. But there's no doubt over the last 12 to 18 months playing with, uh, in this team, I felt a lot of love and um, it's helped me a lot, so yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Well, now you'll always be Alan Border medalist, Mitchell Marsh. <sighs> That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've seen some of the names that have won this award. I mean, you would have grown up watching it. What's it like to join them? Yeah, I won't lie. Um, one of my friends sent it to me today, the list, and uh, I, I just thought if I win it, it's going to look weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're here with Kat Jones and Dan Libke and a humble Alan Border medal winning Mitchell Marsh. Mm, yeah, yes. we well, did make a lovely speech, didn't he? It was a, it was a delightful speech. Yeah. I watched the video of his speech. He is a great Dan to Earth guy for sure, mm. but I have two questions. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is just because the audience laughed, did he tell any jokes? I don't, I'm not sure he told any jokes. He's just just an affable kind of guy. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's good. And the second question, that medal around his neck, it's the size of a five-cent piece. <laughs> Is it a tribute to, I don't know, AB's frugal nature or something like that? It could be, yeah. It could huh. also be that, um, you know, Mitch Marsh famously has the heaviest head in Australian <laughs> cricket. So yeah. it could just be that his head is absolutely enormous and uh, mm-hmm. it just makes Looks, the medal yeah. look proportionally smaller. I guess so. Well, yeah. it was a surprise for me that he won. Yeah, it was a surprise for everybody. He, um, there, there was a few whispers around that maybe he might come from, maybe people went back and looked at, at uh, all the numbers over the year and thought, oh, he's actually played a lot of ODIs and done mm. pretty well in them. And he came back into the test side. He might be a chance. And ultimately, he won in a landslide. It was a thrashing. Yeah. And he was ODI player of the year, yes, right? He was, yeah. So if you can't remember Mitch Marsh doing anything <laughs> this year, you need to just go back and watch the entire World Cup. Mm. And also, well, the other thing was he, he did all these things while we were all asleep, which mm. is mostly the World Cup, but also over in South. South Africa. I think he was the only good player in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I, I think he did a lot of things while most Australians were asleep. So good on him. You can still win if you do that. Yep. Exactly. And the other winners, of course, Ash Gardner won mm. her second Belinda Clark Award. Yeah. So that that was a neat trick from her because uh, most of the games that women play are obviously ODIs and T20s, mm. mostly white ball. And Perry won both of those Player of the huh. Year awards. So Gardner uh, getting a twelfer in the Test certainly helped her <laughs> helped her just sneak past Perry to get the Belinda. The Clark Award. You get more points, don't mm, you? you do. For the tests. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And Test Player of the Year for the men was Lyon. Yeah, Nathan Lyon. I uh, missed most of the Ashes, but that didn't stop him. He's just yeah. out there taking wickets all the time. And of course, Jason Berendorf was the T20 Player of the Year, which is a, an excellent effort since I don't remember a single T20 <laughs> over the last 12 months. No. But good on him, I guess. Berendorf must have done well at them. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket. Yeah, but we just have time to cover the test series between Australia and the West Indies. Yes, so the the entire test series has taken place in between episodes of this podcast. Yeah, we're, we're not uh, we're not in your ears too often. We're yeah, not annoying we're, we're, you too often. Yeah, we're generally uh, fortnightly, mm. which, uh, and they just blitz through these two tests, no yeah. mucking about. 
So we'll just go through a, a few highlights from the test. No, don't really care about the scores, more That's just right. about the amusing things that entertained us. Highlights for us may not be the same as highlights for others. Yes. So the first test was a, a pretty comfortable win for Australia. Head mm. got a century and Hazelwood took nine wickets, all very boring. Because the most exciting player in that first test was Shamar Joseph. Mm. So this was his debut, on debut. First ball, I'll just take the wicket of uh, Steve Smith. Thank yeah, you very much. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. And uh, he ended up taking five wickets in, the, in that first innings, which was, you know, he, he was brilliant. He was fast. He was, he was mm. excellent. And uh, then later when he came out to bat, he asked Steve Smith to tie his shoelaces for him, which was lovely. Specifically called him out from the slips court and said, you, Smith, come here, tie my shoelaces, please. Yeah, magnificent. So good. This team, this West Indies team was so much fun. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Yeah. And and they were competent. They Mm. weren't just goofy and fun. They were competent, cutthroat and fun for some of the series at least. Yes. So, of course, Australia held the trophy previously, so Mm. winning one match was enough. (laughs) Yeah, because it's only a two-test series. Yeah. it was a two-test series. I, I mean, I'm sure at the start of the season we went, oh, yeah, these two-test series, well, that'll be done. Yep. And then, no, we want more. Yeah, instead we've got a whole heap of white ball games yeah. uh, that Jason Berendorf will probably do very well in. Yes, of course. Uh, the second test, though, that was the interesting one, right? Yeah, it was really great. And yes. it was, well, it was on at the same time as India and England. Yeah. So we were just, you know, eyes from one screen to another. It's the best part of summer, isn't it, when you have yes. two tests on at once? Yeah. Although I'd like them to be staggered, just mm. stagger them slightly so you've got one going on in a lunch break of the others. Like these were, ident- like they both started bang yeah. on three o'clock our time. their breaks at the same time. Breaks exactly the same time. It was, mm. a, it was there was, I think there was a period, uh, might have been late day three or something where they got slightly out of sync because an innings finished early and the West Indies took an extra 15 minutes. So mm. maybe, maybe that was the fourth day. I, yeah. I, I've lost track now. But, yeah, there was definitely a few periods where they were out of sync and that was quite nice. But, mm. uh, yeah, in sync was made, made it a bit more troubling. And what wasn't nice for some of them was a few people got COVID. I yep. think two or three or four people got COVID and they were still allowed to play, which yeah. is a glorious uh, variant on the on the virus or a variant on the game? Yes, a bit, a lots of variants. Uh, Camerona virus green, uh, as they started calling him. So. <laughs> He's a great name for the next variant. Yes, so he, uh, he had to isolate from everybody on the first day. Uh, Travis Head's uh, version of coronavirus went away. I think they just decided it was a Travis Head cold. Ah, uh, uh, yes, and, uh, that's good. So that was fine. Yeah. yeah anyway, so fine. Green was, you know, just had to hang out in the gully where, where he likes to hang out in the gully anyway. Yeah. Whatever happened, he just had to stay there and not get too close to anybody. Mm. And, Is uh, that's how they invented the gully position, you know. <laughs> it was so. just it was just another slip, and then they went, no, no, this dude's yeah. sick. He's coughing on me. Yeah. Send him over there, and that became. That gully. was in the 1920s, right? Yeah, the, the original yeah. plague. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. At one stage, you almost forgot. Uh, Hazelwood <laughs> took a wicket, and that was very exciting. So he came in to do a, a big high ten on on Josh Hazelwood, and Hazelwood just shooed him away. Just no, nah, get out of here, mate. I don't yep. want you anywhere near me. <laughs> Excellent yeah. testing the uh, de- testing the memory of the Australians mm. there, and he also missed out on congratulating Stark and giving him he couldn't give him a bum pat when yeah. Starkey took his three hundred fiftieth test wicket. Yeah, so that was very disappointing. But he got better uh, by the second day, so he's able yeah. to get back in a, in amongst it after that. But of course, the best wicket or the best wicket celebration of this test was uh, Kevin Sinclair, who mm. got Usman Khawaja out, caught it slip, and did this 
delighted backflip. This was his first wicket in Test cricket. Yeah. Usman Khawaja, also very good. And yeah, the celebration was wonderful. I, I didn't know it was yeah. coming. I hadn't been following his career till that point. It was. I think it was a cartwheel followed yeah. by a backflip, right? It was very It was a full excitable. routine. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it was a shame. I mean, it was a shame really for Sinclair if, um, how, much, how many years earlier he could have debuted if he hadn't been busy practicing. Mm, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you got to make an impact. You, with do, your very you first. definitely made an impact. I yeah. mean, we, we need so much more of this in cricket. Uh, mm. I, I, I did notice Lyon took an almost identical wicket in the next innings. He had, you know, somebody called it slip, the exact same way Kawaja was. And like he didn't even do a, a forward roll or anything. It was, it was very boring from now. I know he's older, so you can't expect yeah. him to spring around, but, you know, at least get on the ground and do a somersault or something. Is there anything funnier than a, than a forward roll <laughs> from a crouch so. at the, on the I ground? I would love to see. Nathan, <laughs> he should have been disqualified from winning the Test Player of the Year yeah. for, not, for his lack of acrobaticism, I say. It's a missed comedic opportunity. Exactly. I feel almost certain that Mitch Marsh would have done a forward roll. Yeah, yes. And did you have to do forward rolls in primary school? Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Why did they make us do that? <laughs> I don't know. Had, had to learn them. Everyone, this is how you actually roll forward. You, Honestly, I mean, it depends yeah. how old you are, people listening, whether you had to do forward rolls. What possible future benefit could there have been for a perfect technique on a forward roll? Yeah. Apart from if we became professional cricketers. Yeah. So the, I guess the other funny moment was uh, Pat Cummins declaring behind. Uh, yes. Australia were 22 runs behind, nine wickets down. Which guaranteed that they would lose. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you can't declare behind and win. No, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when they did end up losing by eight runs, it was just like, hmm, uh, <laughs> that's a bit of a shame. Yes. But he did declare nine wickets down and Hazelwood yeah. was the next batter in. And yeah. we saw in the second innings that Hazelwood wasn't going to contribute much with the bat. No. So, uh, yeah. I think the bigger concern was that Cummins was on 64 not out at the time. Mm. He should have gone on to get his century. Yeah. Crazy. Or he could have got 64 out. Could have. Could have. <laughs> he was going to get a century though, wasn't I he? I think so. Yeah. 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 I think they were also worried at that time the, the weather forecast was bad. So I was mm. just like, let's let's hurry up and get this done. In the end, it didn't matter. I don't think they missed a single minute of play, just no. the weather. No, the weather was good. Yes. Smith was also good. Mm. And he has now got an average of 60 yes, as an precisely opener. precisely 60. Yeah, because he managed to carry his bat 91 not in the second innings. Mm. And after a few other low scores, that does average out. Yep. Mm. So, yeah, I, 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 just, I just thought it was great trolling for him to get his opener average to the number he's been associated with for most of his career. Career. Everyone's complaining, just yep. like, nah, I'm a, you know, you know me, the 60 average dude, bang, 60, I'm right here. I'm right on. Yeah, yep. very funny. But again, it wasn't the Australians really who were highlights no. in that second test. Of course, Shamar Joseph was incredible. He he was batting in the second innings and he had to retire hurt because Mitchell Stark smashed a Yorker into his toe. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was a, a very, uh, very strange way to end an innings because he, yes. he was given out. Then he reviewed it. Then they checked it and saw, oh, wait a sec, Mitchell Stark's over, overstepped, so that's a no ball. It would have been not out. Then they checked it anyway to just say, oh, what would have happened if he hadn't overstepped? And it would have been umpire's call, <laughs> which means he would have been out, except for the no ball. But anyway, he retired hurt and off he went. So it was a very strange way to end an innings. Yes. But fair enough too. I mean, if Mitchell Stark hurled a ball into my toe, I would never play cricket again. No, no, so, exactly. Yes. And also, I think it was just a nice tribute to Cummins, you know, declaring <laughs> nine with, one, with one nine down. <laughs> Uh, so really nice little bit of symmetry there. Uh, in the, it'll look good when they do the biopic and mm. the movie. Yes. Anyway, Joseph then 
was presumably off in hospital getting yeah. his toe amputated or something. Yeah. But no, he wasn't. He yeah. came back the next day. Yep. He even said people had to talk him into coming back the next day. And uh, he came on to bowl. Not a problem. Well, Australia were cruising when he came on. They had Smith and Green there who mm. were there, the batters overnight. And they, they looked very comfortable. They were just, you know, motoring along. They were looking like comfortably getting Australia home. Yeah. I mean, Green wasn't that comfortable. He wasn't, he was com- <laughs> he wasn't comfortable the night before, but the next morning yeah. he, he got a lot better and mm. was uh, looked, looked very comfortable. And then as soon as Joseph came on, Joseph gave him a short ball and I think he played that on. Then Travis Head came out. Travis Head bowled first ball by a brilliant Yorker for a king pair. Incredible. And then that must have just got uh, Joseph's adrenaline up because he just continued on. He did not stop. uh, Yeah, 12-over spell. mm, Yeah, I mean, he he stopped for lunch, but he was probably bowling in the room while he was eating because he was fired up and he ended up with uh, seven for 68 uh, and winning the game for the West Indies by eight runs and then sprinting the entire game. Gabba in celebration. It was magnificent. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And then Cummins posted a photo of him mm. and he swapped shirts. Joseph and Cummins swapped shirts after the game. Yeah. It's a great thrill, isn't it, uh, to receive the shirt of one of the greatest bowlers ever. And uh, Joseph will be pleased as well, right? <laughs> yep, that's right. Yes. Cummins will no doubt frame that one. Yes. And of course, it was the best Gabba test in living memory. Yes. And it was also funny that Australia, after that losing that great match and the West Indies celebrating wildly, Australia had to pose with the trophy, which was... Very funny. Yep. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. I'm sick of plugging things, so <laughs> this week I'm I'm not plugging anything at all. I'm I'm, I'm out for this week. So. I, if I'd known this, I would have brought along something to sell, like an old <laughs> cricket bat or a used helmet. Yep. Actually, I do have something to sell. Okay. And it's free. Oh, free. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. Sell uh, it. Sell. Well, you often sell free things. That's too. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to listen to a more sweary commentary of the England-India second test, and it starts Friday, come on over to Gorilla Cricket. Gorilla Cricket does alternative commentary. There's a link we'll put in the show notes yep. to that website. Gorillacricket.com, spelt like the underground warfare but with two L's like an animal. Yep. I didn't name it. and I, <laughs> I actually do know how to spell it. But anyway, I am commentating the first session on Friday and Sunday. And you will have a great time if you come and join Gorilla Cricket. Mostly English commentators, but sometimes we have the Australian version, which is White Line Wireless, yes. commentating as well. Yes. And of course, because it's uh, such a convenient time zone for Australia, you may get a few Australian commentators in yes. the first session, including Kate. Let's play. Are you smarter than a fifth grade cricketer? All right, it is time for the quiz. So, as we mentioned, uh, simultaneously with the Australia-West Indies second test, India and England played their first test, which was, again, a brilliant finish. That This one was equally thrilling. Yeah, uh, another we, miracle. We, we finished watching the, the miracle of the Gabba and then we flipped straight over and uh, watched the miracle of Hyderabad. So, uh, another baseball miracle for England. Mm. Uh, they recovered from a 190-run deficit <laughs> in the first innings and won by 28 runs. It was an awesome test match. Mm. So, the quiz for you today, Kat, is mm. very simple. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you a news quote about the match. So this is taken from all kinds of different websites or mm-hmm. wherever. Uh, and I will redact the occasional keyword which would give the answer away. 
But uh, you just have to tell me whether the quote I'm reading you is from the first two days of the test, which is when India were on top, uh-huh. or the second two days of the test, which is when England came back to win. Right. Okay. Right? So was it from the first couple of days by whichever journalist or mm-hmm. was it in the second? Okay. Yep. Yep. So first half or second half. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, question one. The shortcomings were evident, redacted, like the experience and skill of redacted, and it could make for a long series. Was that from the first half or the second half? Well, let's go with probably the the accepted wisdom would be that England lacked the experience and mm. skill of India. So I'll say that's from the first two days. That's correct, yes. Hey. Uh, the, the full quote was, the shortcomings were evident. England spinners lacked the experience mm-hmm. and skill of the Indian attack and it could make for a long series. Excellent. One out of one. Ooh. Question two. The batters were unwilling to take any risks to throw redacted off their lengths, which allowed them to settle into their work, build consistency and create wicket-taking opportunities. Hmm. Hmm. So this could be a cricketer or it could be England or it could be India. I'm mm. going to say they were unwilling, the batters were unwilling, the Indian batters were unwilling to take any risk to throw England off their lengths in the second two days that quote was made. That is also oh, correct, good. yes. The batters were unwilling to take any risks to throw an unfancied England spin attack uh-huh. off their lengths, which allowed them to settle into the work, build consistency and create wicket-taking opportunities. Two out of two. Huh. All right, question three. The concern for me was redacted. Frenetic is a word that is used about him regularly and it summed him up yesterday. First half or second half? Mm, now I'm wondering who was scoring at a fast pace because mm. I feel like this is a batter that he's redacted here. And the only one I can think of that he's summed up as frenetic is Stokes. So I think this happened, well, he didn't score in the second inning. So this must have happened in, I don't think he scored. Yeah, it must have happened in the first two days. Yep. Is that your answer? Yeah. All right. Uh, you are correct. It's not Ben Stokes though. Ah. The, the concern to me was Ollie Pope at three. Uh-huh. Frenetic is a word that is used about him regularly. Is it? And it summed him up yesterday. Well, it was, it was terrible in his first innings and then like an absolute genius yeah. in his second innings. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. Good. So you're three from three. First two days. I mean, this is very easy. It's like a yes, no answer. Yep. All right. Question four. I don't think you can get rid of... This is from KP. I do the accent, but I Mm. I can't be bothered. Uh, I don't think you can get rid of somebody as quickly as one test match. He will definitely play the second test and let's have a look and see how he prepares. Let's not cast redacted aside and say he can't play. He can play. (laughs) First half or second half? Well, there was one particular player that everyone was casting aside in the first two days and that was Hartley. (laughs) Uh, he didn't have a fabulous debut in the first innings. I'll say first half. Yeah, this is the first time you got one wrong. Oh, yes. what a shame. this is not Hartley at all. This is uh, Shubman Gill. So this <laughs> was uh, this was at the end of the Test match. Uh, oh. Shubman Gill had not scored many runs in either innings, and so KP was coming to Shubman Gill's defence with that particular quote. Wow, mm. interesting. So three from four. That's okay. Three out of four. Yep. I'm better than chance. Better than chance. That's always the goal. Mm-hmm. Question five. Redacted will probably rue their first innings. They got redacted, but actually they could have got a lot more if not for some sloppy dismissals. Huh, okay. So let's presume that's the team. So England got first innings 200-odd, India Mm. got 400-odd. Yep. Uh, Let's say it's about India... Uh, and someone said it in the second two days. That is correct. That's absolutely spot on. India will probably rue their first innings. They got 436, but actually they could have got a lot more if not for some sloppy dismissals, Mm. four out of five. Last one. There is nowhere to hide when Redacted decides to string you along on days like these, but neither sought sanctuary. Uh, I'm going to assume this is, I reckon this this is the last question, right? This is the last one. I think this is probably about a commentator. (laughs) (laughs) And so we've had a hint of who this might be. I think this is about KP. <laughs> and I reckon it, someone said it in the second two days. Yeah, uh, no, that's not true. I wish it was about <laughs> KP. 
but no, it's just about the Indian side. There was no way, oh. nowhere to hide when an Indian side decides to string you along on days like these. But neither sort sanctuary. I now I wish I had done a commentator. <laughs> it did occur to me as I was reading that out. I should probably have thrown in one from the Australia West Indies game yes. as well. But anyway, I didn't think of that until just then. I called your bluff, and it was it was uh, inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Either way, uh, that's four out of six, which I believe does make you smarter than a fifth grade cricketer. Excellent. Can't bowl, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moeller reward. Here we are in the Muller, uh, which is where we celebrate the ridiculous and absurd and brilliant things about cricket. So the first nomination I've got is, I guess the nomination is the World Test Championship ladder. Because despite England winning that test so magnificently, they actually went backwards on the World (laughs) Test Championship ladder. Uh, This is because it's all done on percentages. And uh, the West Indies win, they've they've played fewer tests over the course of the cycle, means they jumped up above England now, who wallow in eighth spot. So that's a classic basball manoeuvre from England. Yeah, and and that'll teach you to beat India. Exactly. Yeah, very good. My next nomination is Charlie Chaplin, who showed up to huh. the Hyderabad really? test. Uh, he was just up there. Just what did he use for this time machine? I'm not sure what mm. he used. I think he just, maybe cryogenics uh, yeah. just came out, came out and it was very hot in Hyderabad so he probably just melted out and out he popped. Mm. Yeah, so he was there cheering on not sure who he was cheering on. Let's say he was cheering on England. I think he is an English supporter. I had a few people on Twitter saying, oh, that's blogs from... He's always dressed as Charlie Chaplin. I was like, okay, good Oh, Anyway, I, I just find it all very immature mm. uh, to come to the ground dressed as Charlie Chaplin. Mm. I, I, I like the quiet dignity of 400 people dressed as Imperial Stormtroopers yes. or Richie Benno or drunken Englishman screaming at David Warner that he's a dirty fucking cheat. Yeah. That's how you do a crowd. That's an outfit. Yeah. All right, well, in the women's game, mm. uh, I have another nomination and a Australia lead the multi-format series at the minute 4-2 after beating South Africa 2-1 in the T20s, right? So the highlight of that series, Mm. Alyssa Healy, and she's invented something new in the vein of Stuart Broad. She's invented the Celeb Review. Yes. The Celeb Review, which is almost better than the Celeb Appeal. It's really good. Mm. I I was very excited to see it. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny in the instant she did it. Yep. She took a catch behind and before she, I think she even, before she even waited for the umpire to say no, I mean, the umpire didn't have a chance to raise the finger before she reviewed it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the umpire maybe got a millimetre of a head shake in there and Alyssa Healy was just like nah I'm taking this catch review straight, <laughs> straight away yeah it was very good she, she was not looking anywhere and she just went off to celebrate yep it was fantastic really I, I, great really good work from Alyssa Healy see that's why you have a wicket keeper as a captain yeah. that is one benefit they, they can do their own reviews the instant they they know it's out she heard the faint edge the umpire didn't she's like nah you're an idiot umpire up we go immediately yeah. and I'm going to celebrate before we go any further incredible yeah so good work Alyssa Healy uh, I do have another nomination. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, the Big Bash. Uh, some team won that between now and last oh, time. I yeah, think it might knows. have been Brisbane. Yeah. I don't really remember now. Uh, there was a player of the match in the final as well. Again, yeah. no idea who it was. But so is, are you nominating yourself for I'm not, not knowing anything? For not knowing anything about the Big Bash. A match Bash. we actually watched. Yeah, <laughs> we did watch, yep. 
Uh, anyway, this player, this is the no- nomination is the the medal he got. So you were talking right. about Mitch Marsh's tiny medal before. Yeah. This guy got a medal far bigger than the AB medal. Yeah, right. He got, but it was in the shape of a KFC bucket. That is not true. <laughs> it is true. You can find the photos <laughs> of it. It's a KFC bucket medal, oh my which God. was hung around his neck, and he can take that KFC bucket into any KFC <laughs> outlet for the rest of his life and get a free bucket of KFC. Oh my lord! And I think Mitch Marsh can't do that, so this no. is a better award to win. Sorry, Mitch Marsh. Yeah. You need to swap your AB medal for a KFC bucket big bash player of the final medal. Wow. I wonder if that player, whoever the fuck he was, <laughs> looked at the list of previous winners <laughs> of the KFC bucket yep. and went, geez, I don't belong in that list. Yeah. I can't did. I can't put away nuggets like those guys. <laughs> like, like Aaron Finch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very good. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got another one. And, and again, KP, KP features and mm. uh, in post-production editing, <laughs> Dan may put our little KP. Uh, we've got a couple of little stings that feature KP. We you do have KP. I'll see if I can find it right now, actually. <laughs> Let's see. This is, this is an old one. When's the short ball coming? Short ball obviously plays a huge part. Get yourself to play the short ball. The worst thing to do, play the short ball. Or you're playing the short ball. Yeah, we're going to talk about playing the short ball. There we go. There's KP. There go. Blast from the past. Anyway, he was having a conversation, not not, uh, not about the short, the short ball, balls. nothing to do with the short ball, but with AB de Villiers, uh, and they were they were conversing on Twitter or X, mm. and KP suggested uh, that that maybe you know radical change of the laws, really big sixes over 100 meters should be worth 12 yep. instead of six. And he did, he didn't <laughs> seem to consider the fact that nobody actually gets out a measurement. Like there's no measurement no. for these. This is just some algorithm going, oh, it looks about 103 meters. Like yeah. there's no accuracy involved in any it's of this. It's full guesswork on the TV <laughs> screen. But anyway, yeah. so then AB came in and said, he thought, okay, yeah, great idea, uh, KP. Uh, this is the KP versus AB. Yeah. And said, no, nah, I'm going to give it a nine. I want to give it an upside down six. <laughs> yeah. I think he was very pleased with the idea of an upside down six. Yeah, so he wanted to have a he wanted to have a, a valid research based rationale for his suggestion, but yep. he also wanted DRS decided by whichever three people happened to be in the commentary box, <laughs> which is now I think he was actually just taking the piss, wasn't he? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not sure he was. I think these guys are very good at hitting cricket balls. Yeah, perhaps not so great at uh, thinking through the ramifications of whatever random ideas pop into their heads. Yeah. I, nevertheless, I would love it if the three people in the commentary box decided what happens. I'd love to see Mark War just look up and go, what? I wasn't watching. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's fantastic. Anyway, in other news, I while I was researching this to find out exactly the distance KP suggested the balls needed to be hit, I mm. made the sad discovery that KP has now blocked me on Twitter. What did you do to him? Oh, I made a lot of fun of him during uh, during the test match because he, he was so annoying. I wish he'd block me on commentary. Like, yeah. I, I don't so I'd, I'd much rather uh, have not have to listen to him on commentary rather than not have to now, listen to him Now, there is an innovation Twitter. for X. Yeah. Can you organise it <laughs> yeah. so that if someone blocks you, you can also get him blocked on commentary? That would be good. Yes. So that's a lot of nominations. Oh, it is. I can't even remember the first few. Yeah. Uh, wow. So who are we going to give it to? I think... Uh, I think we'll give it to Charlie Chaplin. Give it to Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a never twist. before won. No. First time winner. Yep, first time winner. Congratulations to Charlie Chaplin in his very first appearance very in the first podcast. Appearance. Yep, mm. you'll uh, you'll celebrate that. Uh, like a, a uh, interstitial will come up saying thank you very much for this Muller Award. He won't yep. actually say it because he's silent. He'll pull a cigar and, and, out, yep, presumably. Twirl his cane and off he'll toddle with yep. it. Yes. All right. I think that's time for us to go. <laughs> You've been listening to Dan Lipke. I'm at Leap Cricket on the previously discussed Twitter. 
And I'm at CricketBatCat on various different mm. social media platforms that are all fighting for ascendancy. Yes. Presumably. I think Twitter is still winning, but we, mm. we can we can bring them down. If the West Indies can bring Australia down, the other social media platforms can bring uh, Twitter down. That's true. In the meantime, uh, track us down on Twitter <laughs> at Can't Bowl Throw. And you can also find us on Facebook by searching for Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. And don't forget to listen to Gorilla Cricket uh, when the second test between India and England begins. Sports Social Podcast Network.